Yo, what's up, guys? Man, what's going on? This is the um, you know, the Just Ivan Jr. podcast. How's everybody doing? And this is the very first uh recording, right? That we're doing, and I really wanted to cater to both because for the other twenty-eight podcast episodes I did, you know, just the regular listening, right? I just did the regular listening, right? And I just want to cater to both because I know some people rather watch videos, some people rather just listen to videos if they're driving. So I just want to do everything I can to cater more to the people that are listening to the podcast. So uh, first and foremost, if you're on YouTube, follow Just Ivan Jr. on YouTube. That's the YouTube page. And then um, also, if you like listening to podcasts on Apple or Spotify or Anchor, uh, please follow me on there as well because I got some... Um, I got plenty of podcast episodes. I got 28 of them, you know, that I've been doing so far. So just check me out on those as well. But first and foremost, this is your first time listening or viewing. I just want to say thank you. Take your time out of your day. I know y'all be busy. And if you're a usual listener, what's good? How's everybody doing, you know? And the theme of Just Ivy Junior Podcast is welcome to the conversation because pretty much this is you pulling up on me. I'm pulling up on you. We're just having a conversation about various topics about um, God, about Christ the church uh issues about the church or issues about christianity or things we need to talk about like it could be various topics it doesn't matter you know i'm i'm, I'm gonna keep everything 100 on this page on this you know on this youtube page and things of that nature so pretty much y'all know what it is so today is episode 29 and the episode is is god is god the only one that can judge me right is god the only one that can judge me and we've all heard rap lyrics, you know, only God can judge me. We got t-shirts with it. We even said it our own selves in our own lives that only God can judge me, right? And to be honest, it's like, you know, it makes sense, right? Because ultimately, when you think about it, the ultimate judge is Christ. The ultimate judge is God, right? We know that. But is God the only one that can judge? That's the question of the day. And really, the answer to the question is, no. Nah. God is not the only one that can judge, right? And I don't want you to be like, what do you mean? God, God's not the only one. Like, who else is? You know, but, and I'm going to explain what I mean by that. But we know God is the ultimate judge. He's the Alpha, the Omega. He's the ultimate judge. But we as well can judge. But in the right way, that is, right? And I'm going to talk about a little bit what that is. So a lot of us, but... We like to say that God doesn't judge us because when we say, you know, only God can judge, then that means that we can do whatever we want. That means that no one can tell you or correct you. Nobody can say anything to you, things of that nature. You know, you have people that will use scripture verses or certain verses to talk about how God can't judge them. And Matthew 7 is actually the most popular one people use. But I'm going to tell you why that's not exactly how the verse goes. So I'm actually going to share my screen. We're going to look at it together real quickly, right? So let's look at Matthew 7 really, really quick. And give me, my, this is new for your boy, so, you know, give me a second. All right, so now, let's look right here, Matthew 7, right? And this is Jesus talking, theme is do not judge, right? So let's read, let's read the part, let's read it. All right, so Jesus says, do not judge so that you won't be judged. For you will be judged by the same standard with which you judge others. And you will be measured by the same, I mean, you'll be measured by the same measure you use. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the splinter out of your eye and look, there's a beam of wood in your own eye. Hypocrite. 
First, take the beam of wood out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother's eye. Don't give what is holy to the dogs, the pearls, and pigs, the temple, tremble under their feet, and tear you to pieces. Alright. So, pretty much, when we see this verse, right? Especially when people like to post this, so that way you know, they like to post this on the internet and things of that nature. Like, oh, you're not supposed to judge, you can't judge me, all this and that. Now, but the part, the, the thing is, we need to look at the context of what Jesus is actually talking about, right? We know he's talking about do not judge. But if you notice in the scripture, he didn't say don't judge at all. He didn't say we're not allowed to be, we're not allowed to judge in any capacity. He says, do not judge so that you won't be judged for. You will be judged by the same standard with which you judge others and you'll be measured by the same measure you use. Right? And if you go all the way down to verse 5, the first word he says is hypocrite. Now, the whole theme of this is Jesus is talking to the religious leaders, Pharisees at the time, because they were being hypocritical on how they were judging people. They were being very hypocritical. So, for instance, if I'm a huge liar and I'm not asking for forgiveness or repenting my line or any way, form, or fashion, and I'm out here lying and doing whatever, and I criticize somebody else or come at somebody else's neck for lying, then I'm being a hypocrite. Then I have no room to judge nobody because I'm unrepentant. I'm not asking God for forgiveness for the help of my lying and things of that nature. Now, this ain't about, okay, since I sin and you sin, we can't judge each other anymore. No. This is all about your heart intent on what you're doing. So, like I said, if you are, if you do have problems with lying and things of that nature, but you ask God for forgiveness, you're working on it, and you're striving to get away from that, then it's fine. Then you can tell somebody else, you know, you shouldn't lie, you know, clearly. But if you're not, you know, if you're not being repentant, if you're not trying to ask God for forgiveness really for your lying, you out here just lying, but to also call people out for their lying, then you're being a hypocrite. So... As you see here, Jesus ain't saying, like, don't judge people ever. He's talking about the hypocrites. He's talking about don't judge in a very hypocritical way. And when you think about it, right, and when you even think about it, judging is something we do every day. We do it every day. Oh, my bad. Hold on. Before I even get to that point, if you think about it, when you're calling somebody else and saying, hey, don't judge. Hey, you shouldn't judge nobody. You can't judge me. Real quickly, let's look at the definition in the Greek definition of um, judge or judgment, right? And the Greek word for judgment is krisis, right? Krisis. And if you look at it, the de- like the uses of the word, the definition is a decision, a judgment, judging, judgment, decision, right? And it also says here, judgment emphasizing its qualitative aspect that can apply either to a positive verdict for righteousness or more commonly, a negative verdict which condemns the nature of sin that it brings on. As an opinion or decision giving concerning anything, especially concerning justice, injustice, or right or wrong. So, if you think about this, when you look at judgment, judgment is a decision that you make. Judging is, you know, is a thing where it's something that we do. It's a judgment. It's a decision that we make. Right? Concerning anything. Right? And we judge on an everyday basis. We judging what judgment on, okay, what time we should wake up so we don't be late for work. What time or what should we put on before we go to work or where or to the gym or whatever. Uh, when we're driving, is a judgment. Like, should I switch this lane or should I wait for this car to pass? Like, we judge all the time. We judge every day. 
We judge our appearance. We judge by how we look. We look at judge how other people look. We do it every day. We judge every single day. So when you're talking to somebody and saying, you, oh, you can't judge me or you can't do X, Y, and Z, you're judging them too. It's the same thing. So if you're saying you, someone can't judge you, like if you say just, just, just this specific judge, like you can't judge me specifically, you're just saying that, then you're doing the same exact thing to them. It's no difference. It's no difference at all. It's the same exact thing. So you can't be saying don't judge me, and on the same you can't be saying don't judge, and saying you know don't tell nobody else to judge, but you're doing the same exact thing, right? So that's one indication you need to think about, right? That we shouldn't judge people shouldn't be judging others hypocritically, or people shouldn't be judging people in the wrong way, the wrong intent, things of that nature, right? So now, how should you judge, right? What should, we, what should actual judgment look like? If you're actually judging, what does it look like? What is, what is the purpose of it? Things of that nature, right? So now, I'm going to share my screen again. But, I'm going to share my screen again because I'm going to pull up actual passage that, also, that talks about this real quickly. So, like I said, give me your boy some time real quickly. Um, So now, let's look up. Now, let's look up John... Chapter 7, verse 24. Okay. And I'm actually going to show you what the whole this whole chapter looks like in a second. All right. So pretty much. Right. So Jesus is saying, stop judging according to outward appearances. Rather, judge according to righteous judgment. Right. So if you're not supposed to judge, then how at one moment you think that Jesus said, don't judge at all. Then the next moment Jesus says... Don't judge the outer appearance, but judge according to righteous judgment, being righteous about it. Right? Think about that. And he don't contradict himself. So, in the Matthew verse we just read, he was talking to the religious leaders about not being a hypocrite when it comes to judging. Here, he's doing the same thing, but he's saying, in other words, stop being hypocritical and judging the outward appearance, but rather judge according to righteousness. So now, if you want to look at the... Let's look at the act, the whole context of it, right? So this is chapter 7. Oh, this part of it, we're going to go ahead. This is the Jesus at the Festival of Shelters. So the Festival of Shelters or the, the Festival of um uh, of Booths, right? So pretty much what this means and what and why it's called, you know, the Festival of Shelters or Booths is because people lived in these shelters, right? To remember God's faithfulness to Israel, you know, during the wandering in the wilderness. So after um God helped deliver the uh, Israelites out of uh uh, slavery in Egypt they were in the wilderness now they were in the wilderness for a long time because of them being disobedient to God and their unfaithfulness to God so they end up being in the wilderness way longer than they should have been but God still you know got them through the wilderness you know got them through the promised land and things of that nature so this is a celebration about that and they also celebrated um the celebration of Thanksgiving for the harvest as well around the same time right and if you start at verse 14 and this is the same verse I just read to you in John 7, 24, but this is, I'm giving more context of what Jesus is actually saying. So in verse 14, Jesus says, I mean, I mean, my bad, John says, when the festival was already halfway over, Jesus went up into the temple and began to teach. Then the Jews were amazed and said, how is this man so learned since he hasn't been trained? Jesus answered them, my teaching isn't mine, but it's from the one who sent me. If anyone to do his will, he will know whether my teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking on my own. 
The one who speaks on his own seeks his glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Didn't Moses give you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? You have a demon, the crowd responded. Who is trying to kill you? I performed one work and you all are amazed, Jesus answered. This is why Moses is giving you circumcision. Now that it comes from Moses, but it comes from the fathers. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses won't be broken, are you angry at me because I made a man entirely well on the Sabbath? Stop judging according to outward appearances. Rather, judge according to righteous judgment. So now at this time... During the festival, this is when Jesus was speaking, right? And he was speaking, and the Jews were amazed because he wasn't, you know, he he was so learned, but hasn't been trained. He wasn't, he didn't go through training like the other rabbis and teachers have done, right? Because Jesus is God. So he don't need to be trained or learned. He's already God himself. So anyways, so Jesus responded to him like, look, my teaching ain't mine, but the one who sent me. And if anyone who does, who, who wants to do his will, he will know the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking on my own. So pretty much Jesus is saying, like, look, my teaching is from God. From God the Father. Okay? So, right now, since I'm here on earth and I'm, you know, fully man and fully God, my role right now, the God the Father, is higher in role than me at the moment. So, he's higher than me. So my teaching is coming from him at the moment. So he's speaking in his human nature at this moment. So, and this is whole, this is Trinitarian talk and that's a whole nother debate for another time, but this is this is what this is speaking out here. But anyways, so he's saying he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking on my own. So pretty much Jesus is saying if anybody wants to do the will of God, he will know whether Jesus is talking, his teaching is coming from God the Father, or whether he's speaking on his own of cups, right? So then the one who speaks on his own seeks his own glory, but the one who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true. And there is no unrighteousness in him. So, pretty much, whoever seeks God, there is no unrighteousness in him. Meaning, when you're seeking God and seeking his righteousness, all your actions will also come from being from God. So, when you're seeking God, you will have more righteous actions versus when you're not seeking God, then you won't have as right actions, right? So, then after he's saying that, didn't, didn't Moses give you the law? Yet, none of you keeps the law. So, pretty much, they had the law to follow the law, but at this time, none of the Pharisees were really keeping the law and was breaking the law, right? And really, they were planning to kill Jesus because of that. They believed he was he that he was lying about being the son of God and that he was breaking the law and they were planning to kill him. So Jesus also said, saying like, look, you know, it started in verse 23, 22, that Moses gave you circumcision, right? And he did that on the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is, you know, is the last day of the week, Saturday. And on the Sabbath, you're not supposed to really, you're not supposed to do any work at all. But if you're doing circumcision, that's fine. And if you're helping somebody, that is also fine. So Moses, he's, he's saying like, look, y'all doing circumcision on the Sabbath, but me, I healed a man. Verse 23, I healed a man. But yet y'all angry at me because I made someone well on the Sabbath. So when he, Jesus is saying, stop judging according to outward appearances rather than judging according to righteous judgment. He's saying, like, look, stop looking at just outward appearances of people. Like, y'all really focus on what people look like on the outside. Y'all focusing on people who's getting circumcised. Because really, back then, you know, circumcision is pretty much meaning that you're following God. You're being faithful to God. And all the Jewish people were getting circumcised, meaning that you're, you know, you're following God, right? So, 
Y'all looking at that instead of looking at the whole person, looking at the inside. I made a whole man well. I healed him, you know, through God, through God himself. So stop looking at just the outward appearance and saying, okay, you good. You look you look like, because you can look good on the outside, right? But really on the inside, you're not really that much better. But a judge according to righteous. Be righteous. Be smart about the decision. Look at somebody's fruits, right? Look at someone's fruits when you're judging. So don't look at outward appearances. Judge righteously. Judge in a godly way. So that's another thing. So we can judge. We just have to make sure we're judging in a righteous way right now when you think about it why is it important what 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 like what does it do when we judge people righteously what's the ultimate what does it ultimately do right what does it ultimately do and i want to share my screen one last time and i'm gonna read galatians 6 1 real quickly and people listen on the podcast they can be like oh yeah but yeah i'm, sh- I'm sharing my screen y'all that the people that will be listening just on the podcast format so when you look at galatians Chapter 6, chapter 6, verse 1. Right? All right. So, Paul says, brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, restore such a person with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourself so that you won't be tempted. All right. So, this is Paul writing a letter to the church, you know, Galatians. And the theme here in the beginning part of chapter 6 is carrying one, one another's burdens and things of that nature. So Paul is talking to brothers and sisters, he's talking about the saints, the you know, believers, brothers and sisters. If if someone is overtaking any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual restore such a person with a gentle spirit. So pretty much you who are spiritual, meaning someone who's mature in their faith, someone who understands, someone who understands how to judge righteously and trying to live righteously, even though ultimately we can never be righteous and perfect ourselves. But Jesus helps us become closer to the Father and helps us become more righteous by following him. So he's saying if you're mature in your faith, right, and working on being more righteous and things of that nature, restore such a person with a gentle spirit. So when we are righteously judging somebody, we're supposed to help restore the person with a gentle spirit, right? You hear about sharing truth and love. Like let's be let's remember our tone. Because sometimes it's not about what we say, it's about how we say it. Because if Ed Let's say Ed stinks, he don't smell good, and I put him on blast from everybody. Yo, Ed, you rock, boy. Like, yo, you stink, bro. Like, like in front of everybody, how's Ed going to take that? He ain't gonna listen to nothing I said because of what I did. But if I pulled Ed to the side, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, Ed, bro, like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, you haven't been smelling good the last few weeks, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you gotta clean that up. And I pull him to the side by himself. Now, at the end of the day, People might, people will be offended or people might take it a certain way, things of that nature. Now the people, now people who knows your, your real intention at heart will understand where you're coming from. Cause at the end of the day, when you share truth, truth can hurt sometimes, but it's out of love because when you truly love somebody, you will share something with them to help them not make them feel good. Right? So we can let God's work help people. Let God's word do this thing. And don't try to add extra pizzazz to it or extra tone to it and things of that nature. Let God's word, let what God says to them do it. Just, you know, deliver it. Make sure we're doing it in a gentle tone. You know, share the truth and love. And the whole purpose of that, of, of correcting the storm, is to help, to restore, to help protect. When God's telling us don't do certain things, he's not doing it because he's the fun police. He's not doing it so well, we, we, we in life, like, walking on eggshells and things of that nature no he wants us to not do certain things because it helps protect 
because he knows if we dabble in things, we can get carried away and cause our sin to hurt ourselves or to other people. So he's doing, he says a lot of things to help protect us. That's the whole goal because God ultimately knows better than we do. He knows us better than we know us. So he's saying don't do a lot of things to help us. You know what I'm saying? To 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 make sure, you know, to protect us. And that's what judging righteously does. It's when you see your brother and sister, you know what I'm saying? When you see your brother and sister, like, you know, going sidetracking, you know, you know, veering off and things of that nature, you're like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa hey, bro, like, I seen you've been doing this lately. Yo, let's let's go over here. Or, or man, you shouldn't do that. Or bro, let me help you, you know, with this. Like, I, like this ain't the best thing, right? Because ultimately. And, and I get it, right? And I get it. Because not everybody has your best intentions at heart, right? Everyone who's telling you you shouldn't do something or criticizing you or whatever, telling you something, not everybody's judging righteously, right? And you shouldn't give everybody access because with social media, everyone has a platform where everybody got something to say nowadays. So not, I'm not saying listen to every comment or listen to every little thing, but you should have people, designated people in your life and you should give them permission to speak into your life. Like your friends, for instance. Your friends or people you're close to, or at least pick some of them, they should have permission to let you know if you're slipping or not. Let you know you're doing something wrong to help protect you and to help restore you back to Christ. That's what their role is. Don't give everybody that. I'm not saying give everybody in comments, give everybody in the world that, you know what I'm saying? But give people in your life, you know, uh, some uh, a permission and authority to talk into you. Because a lot sometimes we can't see when we do wrong. Especially in the midst of it. Sometimes we can't see it. Sometimes we can even blind ourselves. You know, and Jeremiah even talks about how our heart can be deceitful more than anything else. So even in our, sometimes in our heart, we can believe we're totally doing something right, but be can be totally, oh, like not even close to what we're supposed to be doing. We can be totally far away from that. And then sometimes we have tunnel vision when we do things. Sometimes we can't see everything. We just have tunnel vision to what we're doing. And your friends on the outside looking in who actually can see more clearly what's going on, they can be like, look, like, look, bro, like, um, you've been, nah, you haven't been seeing clearly or you haven't been this and that, right? And what should a person look like or what characteristics should they have? You know, judging by their fruits, right? The Bible talks about judging by the fruits. Look at the fruits, right? So if somebody to the best of their ability does carry themselves a certain way, does try to um, be as righteous as possibly as they can, look, look at their fruits. Look at what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Look at who they are. Like, you know what? This person conduct themselves well good enough. Maybe I should listen to what they're saying, right? Or maybe I should listen. Now, if somebody ain't conducting themselves or no one is trying to be righteous by God or anything of that nature, I'm not saying people can't give you. People that are not in the church can't give you good advice. But at the end of the day, you want people that are connected with God and truly with God and live righteous through God to give you, you know, spiritual advice. Because you can't expect spiritual advice for someone that isn't really lined up with God. I mean, that's just the, you know. That's just the honest truth. I ain't saying for like mental health or psychiatrists, things of that nature. But I'm talking about spiritually, you should be going somebody to somebody that is spiritually connected with God. You know what I'm saying? So listen to what they're saying. Like, you know what? I hear what you're saying. I I need to think about it. I need to pray to God about it. I need to read about it. Like, don't just take everything someone who because not everybody in the world has ill intentions in their heart. Like one way you can tell somebody truly trying to help you is not only they're telling you what they're doing something wrong, but they're also helping you to give a solution to your problem or have a solution to what you're dealing with. So if they're telling you like, look, stop. Um, let's see, for instance, you know, all right, sir, for instance, you have a drinking problem, right? Let's just say you have a drinking problem, and uh, 
And they notice, oh, for some reason, you keep going to parties. Right? You keep going to parties. And getting drunk. Like, and you're trying to stay away from alcohol, and you go going to parties where there's mad alcohol, and people getting drunk and turning up and stuff like that, and you have a problem, and you might have a have family history of it. Your friend's going to come to you like, look, bro, I'm trying to support you in what you're doing, but you're not helping yourself by going to these parties and being surrounded by all this temptation and getting drunk. So you really shouldn't be going to these parties where this is carrying on because it's going to trap you. You know, you're not going to have no self-control or anything that way to help yourself from getting drunk and doing crazy things. And you're trying to stay away from that. So you should really avoid parties. He's not saying that to be petty. You know what I'm saying? He's not saying that to be rude, but he's saying that to help protect you, help restore you back to Christ and, 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 and help you not cause yourself to harm yourself. Right? So like, bro, bro like, you shouldn't go to parties because if they drinking and doing some craziness and you have a problem with it, you don't need to go because all you're going to do is get sucked up to it and you're going to have no self-control. And guess what? You're going to be getting lit with everybody else. So you don't need to go to parties. You, need, you know, you need to stay away from parties. That's the best way to help protect yourself in that situation. So things of that nature. So if someone is giving you a solution, not only just telling you what you're doing wrong, but also giving you a solution and their tone and how they're saying it, then that's the people, you know, that we should be listening to you know when it comes to judging and then lastly honestly if um another way another thing to also tell you how we're also allowed to judge as well if you look at first corinthians 6 1 through 2 and i just don't i don't feel like typing this one so you can look it up on your own but first corinthians 6 1 through 2 and paul says if any of you has a dispute against another how dare you take it to court before the unrighteousness and before the saints don't you know that the saints will judge the world? Okay? So, we will actually... Like, so, you know, Judgment Day, like, when, you know, when the rapture... Or if you believe in the rapture, that's, look, look, I ain't get that to be. But, pretty much when it's all said and done when Jesus comes back, that believers, we will actually judge the world. Like, we get to judge for Christ. Right? If we ain't supposed to judge at all, then why, then why, why is that in there? We ain't supposed to judge or do, or do anything else. Right? Why are we not supposed to... Yo, we get to judge with Christ, right? Paul saying, if any of you have a dispute against one another, how dare you take it before the courts and unrighteousness or before the saints, right? So Paul is not talking about, like, if a criminal thing happens or anything like that, that you don't go to, like, whatever the law of your land is or wherever you live at, things of that nature. He's talking about internal disputes between us as brothers and sisters in Christ, right? Why are we taking, you know, what? We need to handle it accordingly, right? And Matthew even talks about if you have something against somebody or somebody did something wrong against you, the first thing you should do is approach them and talk to them, right? Not gossip around it and talk about it and things of that nature because when you directly go to that person, think about it. For one, you eliminate the gossip right away. Number two, you communicate what happened, right? So y'all can communicate and know who did this, who did that. And if you talk in a good and cordial way now at times we're going to get frustrated our pride will get in the way all this and that things of that nature somebody not want to listen then it says after they don't listen then you can bring another person there as a mediator to talk about the situation right but the whole point is conduct each other in the right way conduct each other in the righteous way we have to be righteous about it be godly about how we're judging and things of that nature right and then you know and i get it because a lot of us we've been hurt by people in the church and by them being judgmental things that way. Like, we get it wrong. People get it wrong all the time. We all, like, you know, the church always gets flack about being judgmental and things of that nature. But we judge every day. We judge every day. We judge people every single day. So don't just look at the church when it comes to judging. Because people get judged at school. People get judged at work. People get judged at Walmart. Y'all be, y'all stay cooking people. 
weird people that shop at Walmart. That's why I go to Target. You know what I'm saying? Like, we judge people every single day. We even judge ourselves. Look at ourselves in the mirror and judge every, like, from our head to our toe. We judge all the time. And the common denominator isn't church, the building itself. Church, the com- like, it isn't the school building. It isn't Walmart, the building. It's the people inside of it. That's the common denominator. It's the people inside of it. That's the that's that's the problem right there, right? So when we eliminate, well, not eliminate, but when we realize, like, look, us people, people as a whole, we are sinful. We are this. We are that. Right? We make mistakes. I get all that, but we can't just say, oh, all give give up on church and things of that nature because you had a bad experience or you got done wrong by certain people in the church. Now, you might, you might have to leave whatever church you got to leave. All right, cool, whatever the case may be. But don't stop going to church just because you have one bad experience in one place. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't stop eating at fast food restaurants or certain restaurants because you had one bad meal one time or they overcooked your fries. You go right back later on in the week. So if you can give a fast food restaurant a chance, give the church a chance as well, right? And then lastly, before I wrap up as well, when it comes to, like, people in the church, I'm talking to the believers here. Now, for the believers... You know, we all have a passion to spread the gospel and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, we can't expect people to have Christian morals when they're not believers. They're not believers in the first place. They don't believe in God or Jesus or anything like that. Or Ten Commandments, none of that. They don't follow any of that. So we can't hold people to a to a godly Christian standard when they're not believers in general. Like when Paul is talking about how are we supposed to conduct with one another and things of that nature? How are we supposed to like make sure we're judging righteously, things of that nature? This, these mainly talking about people that's in the church. He's not even really talking about unbelievers, Paul. He's talking to the people in the church, believers already, right? So we got to make sure we're, we're handled accordingly. If you really want to spread the gospel to people, you talk about how good Jesus is and how good the good news is and what the purpose of the good news and why he died for all the sins and the things that we do do in our lives, right? You talk about what he did in your life. And then you live by the righteous example. That's the best way to do it. Right? That's the best way to do it. Now, I'm not saying if there's false prophecy, don't say nothing. Yes, I, I'm cool with that. Of course, if someone's preaching the wrong thing and act like they're doing it for Christ, call that out for sure. But don't make that like that's all you're doing. You know what I'm saying? That's not all you're doing. You know what I'm saying? God, Paul talked about false prophecy, avoid false prophecy. But how many, compare the verses to what other issues he talked about versus false prophecy. He didn't spend all of his time just you know being a heresy hunter no he didn't there's there's other issues and things to talk about right because at the end of the day you know we have to be like we because the bible does talk about um avoiding the enemy and, and warning us of the you know the enemies like you know war and lying and you know and, and worrying about false prophets and things of that nature so in order to figure out who is the false prophet or figure out what the enemy is doing you have to make judgment calls you have to have discernment so if you take out judgment and prayer, like then we can't be protected at all. So judging is very is a good thing when it's done in the right way, right? So if you're speaking to non-believers, just do the righteous things, say the righteous things, share the gospel, the good news, and what it did for you and what it can do for them, and then the rest will you know and plant that seed, and then the rest will happen in itself. So pretty much, guys, I'm gonna wrap up with this, like. God is the ultimate judge. He's the Alpha, the Omega. But as we also can judge. We can judge in the righteous way. Not in the hypocritical way. Not in the ill intent way. But in the righteous way. And the thing about this is this. 
And this is going for whether you're receiving the judgment or whether you're giving it. If you are not doing it with the intent to restore and to help protect somebody, don't judge at all. Don't say nothing. And if somebody's not doing it to the, if someone is judging you and telling you what you're doing and their goal isn't to help restore you or help you get back to Christ and help protect you, then don't listen to it. Simple as that. Because that's what the whole point of judgment is, is to protect and to help restore us and get us back on track. So that's pretty much everything I got for you guys today. So have a great week. Peace.